Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Stacy Heller and this is Stacy Connects. So, we are back with, dare I say it, a new season. I have basically run uninterrupted for the past three years, took a short break, and now we're back. Uh, So this show is about making connections through conversation. It is about asking questions instead of making assumptions. And of course, it's about engaging with the elephant in the room. I appreciate you listening. If you haven't already subscribed and you just found this somehow, please consider subscribing wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. If you have an idea for a topic or a guest, or maybe you have a comment about the show, please text or leave a voicemail at 475-999-2726. So for my first show of this new era, we'll call it, I decided not to have any guests and instead talk you through my process. But before I do that, of course, I have to share my observations and conversations uh, of late. So one of the things that I wanted to share is that my mother celebrated a birthday recently and my niece, Katie, was very sweet and gave her this uh, thing called StoryWorth. Not a sponsor, but it seems like a pretty cool product where each week for a year, my mother is sent a prompt to answer. So this is an awesome gift. It is something that at the end of the year, they put this together in a book form that can go to my mother and Katie. And if other family members want to buy it, they can. And so it is their life through their own words. And you can add pictures. So super cool thing. As I said, not sponsored, but totally check out StoryWorth. And the thing is, my mother doesn't type. Not a lot. And so this process has now become a thing that I'm taking on. So each week, my mother, like the over-eager student that she must have been growing up, receives an email with the prompt. She then writes it out in her handwriting, takes a picture of it, sends it to me, where I then have to transpose it, make some edits here and there, obviously her words, her ideas, etc. But, you know just kind of cleaning it up, and then send it to the folks. So this is a very interesting process. So thanks a lot, Katie, said with some sarcasm. And um, yeah. So someone else's gift has become a whole new job for you. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I uh, last week was the first week that uh, I started getting these, or mom started getting them, and I spoke with her no less than like eight times about, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it now? How about now? How about now? And so I did get added now to the emails so that I don't have to like sort of circuitously find a way to send these in. But I'm like, really? Now, it does make me think if I were smart, I would simultaneously answer these same questions for my kids And, you know, a prompt once a week is something that's pretty easy to do. And they do get you thinking. 
Um, however, you know, it's always a thing um, with mom, as anyone who listens to the show knows, including mom, that it's a thing. So check it out. But it is sweet, though. It's super sweet. That you're it's getting this extra time with your mother. You know? 100%. Yeah. And like, you know, this week's prompt, I was surprised by her response. And, you know, it's interesting to hear these things. I mean, it 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 definitely taps into areas that, you know, you wouldn't think to ask. And so the prompts are are great. And, you know, I keep saying it. I'm like, I'm not sponsored. If StoryWorth wants to sponsor me, I'd be happy to talk about them. Um, but, you know, you can change the prompts if something doesn't make sense or it's not applicable. Um, but it's kind of nice to see what she comes up with. I'm learning things. So, you know, no no problem with that. I feel like there should be like some kind of speech to text uh, component to this that you right? aren't taking advantage of. Uh, <laughs> so know. maybe you're just editing rather than doing all the typing. Yes, right. 100%. And, uh, and I will like, I don't think I realized what a thing this was going to be until, you know, I'm at week two and I'm like, there's got to be a better way. Like, she's got to like, Leave me a voicemail and then I can cut and paste it and put it into a document and edit and read it to her to confirm it's okay. I mean, there's definitely ways that I can get around this. Um, I just haven't put that thinking cap on. Uh, The other thing that I'm excited about, I have talked in the past, I think, about what I was calling high poos at the time. Uh, However, I've changed the name because now I'm calling them social coups which are haikus that are things that I have written for bathroom napkins, um, for cocktail napkins, heck, for just regular luncheon napkins. Um, And I have read some of these. I have shared some of them with family. I gave my mother one for the holidays, um, which... For those of you that don't remember, a haiku is a form of, I believe it's a Japanese poem, and it is syllable-driven. So it's five in the first line, seven syllables in the second, and then five again in the third. And so, for instance, for mom, who's a scotch drinker, and she drinks Dewar's White Label specifically, my gift to her were cocktail napkins that the haiku is Dewar's White Label, Sippable Dinner Without Vegetables. Cheers. So anyway, with my social coups, I have read some of my generic ones to friends and family, and they're like, you need to sell these. So similar to what my husband did back a long time ago in setting up a business license for me before I even knew I was ready, he set up an Etsy Etsy shop for me. So there's nothing there. Haven't done it yet. Haven't figured it out yet. But who knows? Maybe I will become um, a napkin poet. Stranger things have happened, right? This is the whole point of me and my wacky creativity. I'm going to write one for sure about water barrels. And I'm going to give it to all my naysayers, like Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. Yeah. Okay. So um, my Staceyism. My Staceyism is a quote. I can't remember who wrote it, uh, 
but I was going through a hard time this past week and really trying to figure out what direction the show was going to be in. And my husband sent me the quote, be yourself, everyone else is taken. And it's for sure said by somebody famous, and I'm sure I could look that up, or maybe Eric, you could look it up for me. Um, but it is a reminder for my Staceyism about where I'm going with this new era of the show. I did some reflecting on why I'm doing the show. Um, I asked family. I asked friends. I asked Eric. Um, did you figure it out? Oscar Wilde. Oscar Wilde. There you go. Um, thank you for looking that up. I appreciate it. Uh, so I did some reflecting on why am I doing the show? I even talked to my therapist about this. Why am I doing the show? And the the question that kept coming up is what's my purpose in doing it? You know, am I doing it because it because I want to be famous, because I want to be heard? Um, you know, I I've joked before that it's like my mom didn't listen to me. And so now I have a show so that she will listen to me. Um, and I've joked about that. But also, is that the purpose? Like, am I basically being a big baby that's having a weekly tantrum and is like, listen to me? And, you know, or is it because it just makes me happy? And so with that, I've done that reflecting and then thinking about like, what's the show going to be? Once I figure out what the purpose is, what's going to change? How am I going to make adjustments? So the first thing I had to do is reflect on the what's the purpose of doing the show. So I went back to little me, young Stacy, how I talked a ton as a kid, uh, especially to my mother and really to anybody. Um, and how that little kid is still so me. I mean, if you listen to this show, you know that I love to talk. If you know me in person, you know I love to talk. Like, I'm a legend in my own mind. Um, however, it's actually not always about me. I know it seems like it, but actually it's not. Um in fact, when Eric and I did a show together, it was called Don't Ask Me to Talk, kind of like a don't ask me to talk because I totally will. So applying the same logic that I have talked about in this show with guests, this idea of, OK, go back to who you were when you were a little kid before others placed any kind of value or judgment on what you were doing or what you were playing. Go back to that little kid. And so I, I, I was just going to say, I don't remember that day that I talked about that. No, the day that uh, there was no judgment. Well, <laughs> on what you were doing. <laughs> well, that's because you were like playing in your room by yourself. And <laughs> Maybe, hopefully yeah. it was before Toddler you were time. like, hopefully it was before you started judging yourself. Right. That's why I keep going back to the little kid thing. Right. Because it's like that that dove ad that they did that was so powerful where it's like, you know, asking a whole bunch of women at different ages to, and and young men, I think, you know, throw like a girl. And then the young girl who was of a certain age like throws and she's doing it without any irony and she's throwing as hard as she can and running as fast as she can. You know, in her mind, she's like, I'm it. And so I'm thinking of like that version. You know, maybe for some of us, Eric, it was like when we were like really, really young. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Um, so 
what I realized, though, is with all of my conversation that I was having, I was asking a lot of questions. I was trying to make sense of the world around me. I was the youngest. I had two older brothers. Uh, You know, things were going on in the world. And, you know, my parents talked to us not like we were like we were little kids, like they lived their adult lives. And I wanted to make sense of it. I had this keen sense of curiosity and a desire to figure out where do I fit into this? What is my place in all of this? And that continued uh, through the books that I read or the friends that I've made or the experiences that I've had. I have always had this keen sense of curiosity. Who is this person that I'm sitting next to? I walked into the gas station last week after a doctor's appointment to see if they had a fountain Diet Coke. And this is a perfect example of this. They didn't have a fountain Diet Coke. However, they did have the Chester's cheese puffs that I love so much. So I grabbed a bag, went up to the counter, and the woman behind the counter, I think her name was Robin, was like, hey, you know, how are you? And had this like unbelievable greeting to which I replied, oh my gosh, that was an amazing greeting. Like, where are you every morning? I need to have you as like my alarm. And she said, oh, every morning I'm snuggled in bed with my dog and my bearded dragon, which I then immediately was like, you have a bearded dragon? Bearded dragon snuggle? Really? It seems like they wouldn't snuggle. So we have this whole conversation, at which point I then say, you know, my husband was telling me about somebody who's trying to rehome, I think, a bearded dragon. And she said, oh, I would take it in a second. So I took this woman's number. I then reached out to Pete and I said, was it a bearded dragon? And he said, actually, it's a crested gecko. Who knew about all these animals? Like bearded dragons, crested geckos. Like I was like, what is going on? But I called the woman Robin and I was like, don't know if a crested gecko and a bearded dragon would get along, (laughs) but that's what it is. And if you are interested, then give me a call back. Now, she didn't, but that is a very Stacy moment. Everywhere I go in my life, whether it was when I was little or now as an adult, I am not afraid to chat with people and to react and to get into a conversation and make connections. And, you know, I thought part of the purpose of this show was to, you know, show people like, hey, don't have judgment or, you know, chat with people. And I'm like, who am I to tell people not to have judgment? I have judgment all the time and I'm not any better than anyone else. What I can do, though, is be that curious person. And now that I have this finely tuned gift of conversational skills, um, that I didn't have as a kid, I can actually figure out the way to ask questions without annoying or poking the elephant in the room and instead celebrating it. Or the lizard, as it were. Or the lizard or the crested gecko. Uh, you know, uh, I it's, think they fall into the lizard category. D- right? I was really surprised <laughs> I didn't hear back from Robin. I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, that is what I realized the purpose of this show is that I have in some ways such rich conversations with random people and I always did. I loved doing it as a kid and I am trying to make sense of this world. 
And so with that, when I think about the what's going to change or, you know, what's going to be different about the show, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to keep asking questions. I'm going to keep having conversations with people and making connections. I'm going to keep coming up with weird ideas and talking about my water barrels and mentioning my mother. My mother is as much a part of this show as, frankly, Eric and I are. Um, You know, she is, I mean, really, without her, I barely have any material to talk about, if you think about it. And so, you know, what's changing? Not as much. Uh, as I originally thought, because when I went back again to the most important thing, which is what's my purpose? Honestly, it's to make me happy. It's to be curious. It's to find out what my place in the world is. And it's to share that with listeners, whether it's 13 or 1300 or 13 million. I hope that that purpose never changes. Um, I want the show to be entertaining and engaging for listeners. I also want to encourage people to do what makes their tail wag. Every time I come in and I do this show and I get to see Eric and I make him chuckle or I make somebody think or, you know, somebody responds to the show in a positive way, that makes my tail wag. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to keep making my tail wag. I'm going to try to keep it simple. Uh, I'm going to try to focus less on being something, being a host or being a whatever, um, a good podcast. I'm just going to be. And I feel like that's the thing that makes the most sense. Um, Okay. So with that, let's take a tiny little break. And I am adding to the show uh, something that I'm calling icebreakers. And so when we come back, I'm going to do it for the first time with Eric and we'll try it out and see how it works. So keep listening. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered working with an image consultant or stylist, but were worried about what the experience would be like? If that sounds like you, then Michael Bruce Image Consulting is here to help. They've worked with thousands of people, and many of those individuals have shared their experiences by way of style stories. Go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com slash style stories and check out what their delighted clients have to say about their experiences. Do you need a real creative to lead you or your business to the next level? While AI may help with certain things, it can't replace human creativity. It's intuitive nature, the emotional depth, and ability to make connection with real purpose. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects, a creative consultant. From brainstorming possibilities for products, process, or persona, for both startups and established businesses that are feeling stagnant, to dabbling in design ideation for your social and space. I connect clients with an untapped creativity that can't be copied. Connect with me, Stacy Heller, at StacyConnects.com. Hey, welcome back to Stacy Connects. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it is a new era for Stacy Connects. Um, much of the show is going to stay the same. Uh, however, I decided it would be fun to have a little icebreaker sometimes with guests. Um, as I have guests on in the past, very often they're representing their 
their business or their product or whatever they're doing. And I will still have guests that are doing that. However, I also, I know people that have fascinating stories and hobbies and things that they do. And I want to bring those stories more to the forefront. And one thing that uh, when Eric and I were brainstorming, you know, ways to have fun with the show, mix it up, make it different. We, when we did the Don't Ask Me to Talk show, we had a wheel of topics. That's how we determined what next week's topic would be. And I thought, ooh, actually, I think you thought, maybe bring the wheel back. And in this case, I'm using it as kind of a icebreaker with my guest. Always a good idea. So with that, will you spin the wheel and... You're essentially my first and always guest, and let's see what comes up. <laughs> All right, it's time to play the wheel. You've got 5000 on the board. Let's see what our icebreaker is. When I grew up for 5,000 points. Wow. So we actually kind of touched on this earlier about, uh, well, this is a little different. Like when you used to say, when I grow up, I want to be, what was it? Um, Do you even remember? <laughs> well, I've I've always wanted to play music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Doing it? Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd, I'd do that professionally, um, but also I always loved entertainment, uh, radio, TV, so thought I'd be involved with that somehow, and well, here I am. Look at so, that. Yeah, worked out. That's amazing, actually. Uh, I... Uh, not Don't, hosting a game show, but well, uh, <laughs> I mean, someday you never know. Y- you never know. Like, that's another thing to add to my list of like, hey, what would I like to do? Um, I, it's funny because I'm the one that put this on my wheel of topics here, icebreakers, and I don't really recall what I wanted to be. I knew what I didn't want to be. Like, I distinctly remember mom setting up the the outside shed and making it like a little house for me. And I hated playing house. Um, Barbies, really, I just sort of like to dress them up, which then makes sense that, you know, I used to work with an image consultant and still do their their podcast, Wisdom from the Wardrobe. Um, I think I always wanted to be creative. I do distinctly remember thinking I want somebody to discover me, which is interesting because, you know, through lots of therapy, you realize that the only person that can discover who you are is yourself, right? Getting all deep on this. And I also remember thinking, um, you know, and I'm going to move to the West Coast. I was probably thinking Hollywood. I was not thinking PNW. <laughs> However, here I am and I have discovered my voice and, um, you know, I'm I'm. I think the closest that I have ever been to maybe doing what I hoped I would do. I don't know. Very cool. Yeah. It worked out. Yeah. Right? Why not? Let's do one more. That one feels like it was heady. (laughs) We did this one on a previous show, so I'm going to spin again. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, What is your karaoke song? Oh, do you know yours? No. Really? Have you ever done karaoke? I have. So, like, you but don't have, like, a, a go-to? No. Um, 
I have a couple different ones depending on how much booze I've had. <laughs> I like doing uh, salt and pepper. Um, either shoop or let's talk about sex. Um, I also like doing Paradise by the Dashboard Light, which is a long one. Meatloaf. Yes. You can put your salt and pepper on your meatloaf. Right, exactly. And then, then, you, then you're having fun. And I also like doing uh, Janis Joplin, me and Bobby McGee. Now, I have a horrible voice. <laughs> horrible. However. Now you've got a, a voice that's uh, appropriate for some things and maybe not quite um Appropriate yes. for other things. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Appropriate's the wrong word, but let's see, best suited for some things. Yes. And maybe not best suited for others. And so, in a way, that's the charm of those horrible songs. I've picked something really long that people can't get away from. <laughs> and uh, really, I should be singing like the Kate Smith version of God Bless America. That All is right. what would suit me best. Or like Pennies from Heaven, because uh, you do the Ethel Merman Yes, thing. exactly, exactly. <laughs> or uh, the um, song Little Girls from the Annie soundtrack. Like, those are all my wheelhouse. Um, but doesn't stop me from trying. Also, the weight. The weight is weirdly something that I have done for karaoke. Oh, from the band? Yes. Okay. It's a weird one, but that's when I've had a lot to drink. Um, Okay, so now you've had a moment to think. Yeah, it's been a really long time, like over 10 years since I've done any karaoke. And I always find it weird, uh, like the times that I've done it. So, <laughs> and I haven't done the same song twice. Okay. Um, so, and that's the other thing with karaoke. It's like uh, the catalog is so limited. Some places have catalogs that include songs that I actually like. Yep. And some don't. Like the first time I did karaoke, I there was no songs <laughs> in there that I liked um, right. or wanted to sing in front of other people or knew that well. So I think it ended up doing an Elvis song because okay. somebody that I liked had done a cover of it. But their cover was different than the karaoke version. So All right, okay. I was like, so you this is really sort of did a cover of the cover of the yeah, original. Yeah, yeah. And so that didn't go great. And so I think I've been kind of scarred since then. So I've only done karaoke a couple times since. Um, but uh, you know, it, usually for me, if if I can find a song that I actually like, then I'll do it. Like uh, I think last time that I did this, I did the Orange Juice song, "Rip It Up." Which okay. is a great song, but very rare that you actually find that on a karaoke catalog in America. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I just found a, a bar that had, I think, probably like a British uh, karaoke catalog <laughs> because they had pulp, they had orange juice. Um, and that's pretty rare, I, I'm finding, in your average bar here. And by the way, pulp and orange juice being bands, not pulp in the orange juice. There you go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> just I just to explain. Yep. <laughs> um my son Will, he always says that his go-to karaoke song is tequila. Well, the, hey, that's a good choice. Cuz then you just, just one word. Tequila. <laughs> yeah. Um I find that people that like to do karaoke the most are the people that shouldn't do it and enjoy the spotlight, which is essentially me. So there you go. All right. Well, so 
that is it, folks, uh, for today's show. I have um, I'm excited. I'm going to be launching the show every two weeks. We're going to launch a new episode. And so if you haven't already subscribed, definitely consider subscribing wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so that it comes to your um, inbox or you get a notification about a new episode dropping. It used to be weekly. Now it's going to be every two weeks. And I'm excited to have some conversations with people, make some connections, and continue to make sense of the world and be curious. So thank you, Eric, as always. Always a pleasure. And uh, hey, everybody, stay connected.